Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for a special edition of Four Center Reacts. Yeah, we like to do this sometimes when Star Wars news springs upon us, catching us unaware or off guard or 
moments after you've recorded an episode and it's been released into the world and news breaks. So this past week, our Force Center main show was all about the Episode 9 director drama, Colin Trevorrow, out. We had some great choices uh, to replace him. The episode goes up Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. our time. And uh, mere hours later, J.J. Abrams is named the director of Episode 9, and we want to talk about it now. With me is Joseph Scrimshaw. Eager to react. Eager to react, indeed. Now, Jennifer Landa can't be with us tonight, but I think, Joseph, we do need to start with the fact that Jennifer Landa said Abrams was her choice. Absolutely. Yeah, I think she said both that it was her choice and that it was a logical choice. So, yeah, she totally called it. I thought it was a logical choice, but I wasn't sure that it was going to happen. So, Jennifer nailed it. Landa nailed it. She's got it. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, give her all the credit in the world for that. And, so she uh, sort of pre-reacted, really, because she she's the one who got it right in our director wrong. discussion. Now, I, I thought your choice of Joe Johnston was great. Yeah, I thought it was solid, maybe for another one. I went into the office that morning at Collider, like, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm, uh, you're my friend Joseph had a great show. Oh. Oh, oh, Abrams oh it's, okay. Director. Got my fingers crossed for the next firing <laughs> that it'll be Joe Johnston. <laughs> I like that idea. So uh, as we as we do, like I said, Four Center, we, we're reacting, we're digging into just this news story here. Um, a lot of different things, and I think you and I, besides the choice, you and I come down on the same side of Force Awakens. Yes, and that got both of our cackles. Cackled. Yes. It was a (laughs) roller coaster emotional day on the announcement day, which I really did not expect. It really was. Yeah. I I mean, it started for me with, again, I'll say this. I said this other places. Ryan Johnson was my first choice. Yeah. He was their choice, too. You were ride or die. Ryan or die. Ryan or die. Yeah. Ryan said, thanks, busy finishing this movie. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, then I'm going to take some time off. And he held to that. And you have to respect that. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Um, This movie's been three years of his life, so I get it. And Abrams... I was jealous of Johnson's script in a good way. Like, oh, I wish I was directing. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So it made some sense. But, um, yeah, I I don't like this idea that Force Awakens wasn't daring and bold in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think I made the joke, I think, at one point on Force Center, and I made it on Twitter, and now I think the joke is becoming true that uh, just as uh, we started to appreciate the prequels, mm-hmm. came up with the term prequelist, I yeah. think we're going to have to become the Force Awakensists. <laughs> Now, because I, there's enough yeah. backlash where people are just sort of like, that is the knee-jerk reaction, that they're bad. Yeah. And that's part of what, you know, caused me to investigate my feelings on the prequels right. more when mm. there's so many people like just, it's bad, it's dumb, and that's the end of the conversation. Right. And yeah. I think I'm starting to feel that way about The Force Awakens. It's like, I know there are a lot of people who love it, but the people who dislike it, uh, you don't hear as much rational discourse because a lot of times it is just a quick tweet or a YouTube comment that's just like, it's the same as A New Hope, therefore it is bad, done. Right. And I, I think we'd have a lot more people on our side this time around. Probably. <laughs> than the <briefless laughs> one. Yeah, that was, I saw some tweets of some people I know, and I'm not going to say names. I was a little, little disappointed. And, but hey, teach your own. Opinions are opinions. Yeah. It's good. Uh, and I'm always clear about that. But some people are just like, oh, God, I don't want nine. I can't have it be another Return of the Jedi rehash. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> just because Ray has on a desert planet and a droid had plans and there was a Death Star type thing. Yeah. Which is still something I look at and go, oh, I wish Starkiller Base wasn't in there. However, if I'm in my head canon, and I think it's going to be officially canon, that that was the planet Ilum, then I'm like intrigued. Yeah. But that wasn't Force Awakens. No. And it won't be this one. 
No, no. And I think that the the thing with the it's too similar is there's that rational level of like, oh, yeah, you know what? Sure. I would be fine if uh, Ray lived on a not desert planet. It was a different isolated planet. I'd be fine if the sort of MacGuffin that drew all of these plot threads together Mm -hmm. at the end wasn't uh, another Death Star. Uh, Those those are fine, rational discussions. Right. For my two cents, when people start saying it is just the same exactly, that it's lazy, Mm -hmm. that is just to me so ignoring Mm -hmm. what I love about the film, which is the characters that are truly new and different on so many different levels and in so many different ways. Yeah. And then the other thing with it is we don't know, and we probably won't ever know for at least a decade until Lucasfilm decides to start opening up. How much of that was just a directive from Lucasfilm yeah. of we want it to be similar. Right. We really, really do not want to stray far from the themes, the ideas, the feelings of A New Hope. Right. I, I think, and, and you're hearing now, well, you know, Ryan Johnson had carte blanche to write eight. And, yeah. And that's going to happen again in nine. And that might have been what part, part, partially what sunk Trevorrow and his team because... He wrote what he wanted to write, and they didn't like it, and all yeah. that. We'll, we'll get all those details at some point. You're so right, but yeah, that's what I, that's what the thing about Abrams is is his team, and I and it and it's so funny because I I I tweeted out some of what I think were the bold and daring things yeah. that Force Awakens did, which a lot of it was Ray, a female lead, and someone tried to argue with me. Well, we've had Leia and Padme before, yeah, but. They weren't the, quote, leads. Yeah. And this was a time where we needed that. That's in there. Finn and, and, and Poe, two men of color, uh, putting hero roles, and Finn's a stormtrooper gone good. Yeah. Poe, I think, is going to grow into a bigger character. He wasn't supposed to be what he was. Um, those, Anyways. He's those, still unique. He's born unique. of the Rebellion. He's a yeah. child of the Rebellion, hotshot pilot, super supportive, nice guy. That's right. new. And, and those are... Daring and bold things that hopefully one day will be normal, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, in terms of the diversity. In terms yeah. of the diversity of everything. But or it's reality. Before, <laughs> yeah, or reality, yeah. Or, or before it can be normal, something has to be bold first. Yeah. You know, and, and Abrams was part of that. And then people say, well, other people were there too. You know what? You're right. And other people are going to be there on 9 too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, and then the ending. The ending too, which my thing is. Is I still think the ending of Force Awakens is is the best ending in Star Wars so far. So yeah. far for me, Empire. The emotional ending of Empire is big. Yeah, but to end this with the hero of all heroes not saying one word. Yeah, as Mark Hamill loves to say, yeah. a literal cliffhanger. <laughs> literal. Cliff- yeah, and just the emotional power yeah. of you know holding that lightsaber out is a bold ending. And I think with with holding that lightsaber out, the the things that I go back to about the yeah. the repetition mm-hmm. or. The resonance yeah. is that Star Wars is a generational tale. Yeah. In that some of these things, I think, if Lucas was there, sometimes I hear people say, like, well, this is just betrays Lucas. At least Lucas did something brave and new with the prequels. And, like, right. yeah, he did. But he is also a generational storyteller. And yeah. I think some of those uh, ideas that are, like, poetry that do rhyme, yeah. uh, mock him for saying that or not, would have been there anyway. Yeah. And they're things that give the movie power. You know, I've said a bunch... Yeah. The fact that it's always been a story of generations, it's always been a story of these are heroes of myth from a long time ago, and the mm-hmm. power that, yeah, they are in the movie and in real life now. Yeah. 
all of yeah. that wouldn't be there if it was just sort of like, well, now we're, uh, you know, in Force Awakens era and Han wears this kind of hat that you've never seen and he's on this kind of, like, if it was yeah. all bold and new, it'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So some amount in that cocktail of what Star Wars is, you always need a little bit of the old. Yeah, you do. And, and then you set it up top is, is, is Lucasfilm probably had this kind of like, hey, we need to kind of get back and not back from the prequels. I, I think the choice to have less politics in Force Awakens yes. was, a, was a prequel reaction. But to... To say it is, it is without a doubt a soft reboot in a way that doesn't mean it's a remake, a rehash. It just means to an entire new generation, like you're saying right yeah. now, let's put out the fun of Star Wars. And that just might mean some X-Wings fly at a big ship and a big globe yeah. that's about to kill you. <laughs> Every generation, people have to decide, are they going to take up their fate? Are they going to yeah. take up the choice? Are they going to take up that lightsaber? And that's the story. Yeah. Now, the story, I think, is going to boldly shift. I think it's going to boldly change in eight. Yeah. And the big thing, and maybe this is what we should address now, Joseph, is Abrams can't finish. He can't close. <laughs> and in terms of sports, he can't close the game out. He doesn't play all four quarters. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I understand the critique. I'm a big fan of the first two acts of, of, of Super 8. Yeah. I don't like the ending. Uh, people go to Lost. He had left the show at some point. But, you but know, He left hey. the show pretty much immediately. His name was right. on it. He was never a big showrunner right. on Lost. Now, Alias, I didn't watch as much. Alias yeah. did do some wandering. I've watched Alias uh, twice. I like it. I really like the show, and my wife likes any show where a woman with long legs kicks people. Uh, as, as she should. And Alias did a great job of that. I think it is a really good, interesting, unique spy show. Right. Uh, and it wandered. It did. It wandered. Sure. But this was also at the cusp of that kind of serialized storytelling becoming popular again yeah. on television. You're right. Where it seemed like he rolled out an idea and he's like, oh, I still have more. Oh, they didn't cancel me? <laughs> I want to do that idea again. This isn't a sitcom. So again, it does, to me, it doesn't map up with third act problems. Right, right. And then now, uh, what's the, uh, the other examples? Uh, well, the Star Trek movies. Now, I love the first Abrams Star Trek. Me too. In the Darkness, not my favorite. Nope. I didn't. I didn't see the third. He's not involved in a director standpoint and storytelling producing. Sure, um, but I'm sure it's that producing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm on set for a day. Yeah. Um, the second one. I. But again, Into Darkness. That that to me doesn't show Star Trek. In these versions, aren't necessarily telling sagas. This is yeah. part one, two, and three. This is the next adventures. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And here's my big thing with the Star Trek. Uh, yeah, it does have a Star Wars feel. That's fine. That's sure. not a knock against J.J. Abrams when he's doing a Star Wars movie. It's good <laughs> that he likes Star Wars and has a good Star Wars right. flair. So you can't right. really use that critique against him on Star Trek 2009. Right. The other thing that people don't like about it is it's got some weird plot problems. Mm -hmm. It's got some convenience of, uh, oh, a person just shows up on a planet and they happen to bump into the person that they're looking for. And, oh, uh, some timelines are unclear. Mm. Hello, Star Wars, to both of those things. Right. And more than anything, it's a character-driven film. Yeah. He doesn't care as much about the plot. He cares about digging into those characters. And I think that's the most important thing for Star Wars. Mm. And the most important thing for a third act movie yeah. is being true to the characters. And that's the number one reason I'm excited that he's back is right. he co-created half these characters. Yes. He knows these characters. He will bring these characters home. Right. And that's an and, and it seemed like Trevorrow was not doing that to their liking. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, that's a different discussion and a different podcast. Go listen to our Four Center Main Show for this past <laughs> week. Now, as far as the idea, first of all, the rehash, it, it, again, I think it's just silly to say automatically this will be a rehash of Return of the Jedi. Just like it's it's silly, it's very silly to say that uh, just because we've seen some uh, Mega Six uh, walkers 
on Mega Caliber Six Walkers on crate, and yeah. some speeders are going at them. That Ryan Johnson has remade Empire Strikes Back. That's yeah. ludicrous. I just that's that that's where it, it started to really upset me. Like now, just what? Because they had lightsabers. It's a rehash? (laughs) Like, what? When does that stop? There's going to be some similarities, as uh, Ryan Johnson has said, because it's the middle act. And there will be some similarities in Return of the Jedi, or uh, in Episode Nine to both Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith, because it's the third act in a trilogy of a Star Wars movie that has certain themes and ideas. (laughs) Of of, of myths and legends. And um, the idea... Now, look, all right. So if they go back to Endor and the Ewoks <laughs> reunite and lead them to victory, then we might have that conversation. I think the plot is going to be that the First Order has pressed the Ewoks into service. <laughs> They've learned from the past and learned that the murder bears are the secret weapon. They're the ones to turn the to tide. Controlling the galaxy. <laughs> they got them all weaponized. They got little mecha Ewoks. You know, yeah. Oh, mecha Ewoks. <laughs> Again, you know, and I remember going into Force Awakens and I think I actually said at one point, oh, they better not have a third Death Star. And all right, they did. And I've got, and I remember, I think I told you on my fourth viewing of Force Awakens, my favorite sequence of the film was the attack on Star, Starkiller Base. Yeah, there's great stuff in there. Yeah, it had moved. My, my, my senses and enjoyment of the movie shifted with each viewing. Yeah. And I loved just the good old action yeah. um, of, of uh, the X Wings. And I think that was why they made that conscious choice to only have X Wings and TIE Fighters. And now we're going to expand that. Um, so all that's working. Now, now, the idea here, I think we can address the other thing, is is this is, quote, the safe pick. Yeah. Um, I understand that, and because I, I think it is the safe pick. Yeah. And safe is not always bad in terms no. of big business and big movies. I think safe is sometimes the good choice. Mm. Like, I don't think they... I think they've experimented with uh, trying to work with uh, uh, directors who have a little bit of their... Uh, a different style. Yeah. Or maybe a different vision. And it hasn't worked for them, yeah. for Lucasfilm. And I, I tend to think they made the right choices. You know, we won't actually ever see some of what Lord yeah. Miller did. Um, right. right. And, or what maybe someday we'll, we'll see what Trevorrow's ideas were. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I think there's nothing wrong with safe. Yeah. It's, I think it's one of those words that we use sometimes like selling out. Yes. Like sometimes, like, especially if you're a younger artist in, uh, uh, in whatever yeah. medium and your friend gets successful, like, well, they sold out. Like, yeah. no, they just got <laughs> successful and you're, you're bummed out. I think sometimes we misuse safe yes. when, we, when we have uh, frustration or whatever and we want to attack something that safe is a good way yeah. because we, we tell ourselves in our culture the myth of, like, the right choice is always to right. do the daring and bold thing. And, like, right. No, you should do daring and bold things sometimes. Yeah. You should do safe things other times. And when it comes to a billion-dollar potential movie, uh, you, you, you're so right with the yeah. term selling out. Uh, I, I used to work in radio in the mid-'90s, and I remember when Metallica came out with the album with their hair cut, and that was it. It was They yeah. put aside their leather jackets or their jean jackets with patches, and they cut their hair, and Metallica has sold out. And I remember Hetfield, James Hetfield, <laughs> being like, we need to survive. Yeah. We can't have the, the time. Our look can't be the same look from 1985. We aren't being sad, <laughs> old losers. Yeah, we I are. I guess we sold out. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and look, by all means, sometimes people do sell out. You could watch a, a Transformers movie, and either, if there's a Taco Bell robot, then maybe you've – but also I understand <laughs> right. the business of it. Yeah, and, and to the term safe, I understand it um, 
we all, you know, if it wasn't Ryan Johnson, you know, I, the idea for a young or a new, not necessarily young, but a splashy choice. Yeah. Because there's popular choices. And those choices could be uh, the same old white guys we've seen. They could be some of the new diverse choices that people want. And those are good things to want. And yeah. I think they'll come uh, soon, soon into the Star Wars universe. I think this is a matter of our our saga that we've started is losing a little... There might be... We got to get someone who understands it. Yeah. We had already chosen this guy. You may hate that they chose Abrams for episode seven. Yeah. Uh, but they chose him, and I think that was part of this decision of, we've been burned a little bit. Let's go back here. And I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think some of the other, like, more exciting choices, people who are, like, solid directors, but mm-hmm. uh, have maybe diversity or have maybe yeah. uh, some different ideas. Yeah. I think there's a timing thing. We talked about it a lot on the yeah, previous yeah. episode. Like, those people just aren't available. A yeah. huge amount of them are not available. Yeah. And I, to me, with the whole safe thing, I also think of it as dating. I try a lot of dating analogies <laughs> on Force Center, and sometimes they work, but yeah, I think this one is going don't. to. I, I think this one will. You should be bold and daring when yeah. you're on Tinder. When you're dating, <laughs> when you're like, I'm not sure, you know, I don't usually like people who, you know, are big fans of X, Y, or Z. Like, right. I don't like people who like horror movies. I'll never, but I'll be bold and daring. This person wants to go to Halloween Horror Nights. All right. I don't like haunted houses, but I'm be bold and daring and go. Great. Right. Great. Mm-hmm. You want to get married? Yeah. You make a solid, good, researched decision. Yeah. You don't just go... Eh, what do you know? You know, it's just it's just being tied together legally and emotionally for years, and then it's horribly painful and disastrous <laughs> to everyone in our orbit if we have to pull it apart. Yeah. Eh, I'm going to be bold now. Yeah, you know, it's a broad analogy, but I think like the some of the standalones that are coming up, that's going to be dating time for Lucasfilm. Yeah, to to actually do try to experiment. Yeah, try to loosen up a little bit and and try some different things when they're on safer ground and they yeah. can afford to. Take risks. Yeah. But finishing this saga, that's mm. making a big choice. That's making yeah. an important choice that goes back to character and bonds yeah. and understanding of one another, which yeah. uh, I think works on my marriage analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works with the actual characters and then the actual behind-the-scenes relationship. Yeah. That's what you are looking for. It's not safe. It is comfortable. It is trusting. It is building a foundation that you can make interesting choices from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're 100 percent right, and I think like with the standalones, and I know this uh, the hot rumor, which is still unconfirmed, but I'm going to choose to believe it is true that you know Stephen Daldry, uh, uh, an old uh, older white guy directing and everything, and I, I understand the disappointment in that, but I, I still think that was a good choice as well, if if that comes to pass, of course. Um, I just think I absolutely think Lucasfilm is a little bit in their corner, and that doesn't mean. You know, I, I got to choose my words carefully. It doesn't mean like again, Ava DuVernay would have been a great pick. Amazing. Free. Uh, it's not that Lucasfilm's like, well, we definitely not gonna try a woman now because uh, Rogue One had some problems. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying they just probably looked around and they're kind of circling the wagons a little bit. And I think that next phase, whether it's the TV shows and the other standalones, is where you're gonna see the real big, not just uh, quote quote unquote. Let's find a female director. You're gonna find these new exciting voices because they've proven they can make 
make money off these films that aren't lightsabers and skywalkers. Yeah. And I you, think that's yeah. what is happening. Right now. I agree with that totally. And I yeah. think you can critique Lucasfilm if you want, and I think we have, yeah. for getting themselves to this position where they they tried some different directors and it didn't work for them and they had to course that's correct. that's fair, yeah. But they are not playing it within, in an open field. They are yeah. in trouble. I'm going analogy crazy this episode. I love it. They're, their car broke down mm-hmm. in between Vegas and L.A. Yeah. at 2 a.m. and yeah. they are calling for help. Yeah. They're not deciding, who do I want to go to Vegas with for the weekend? They're in trouble, and they are calling for help. So who do you call when you need help? You call someone that you know and that you trust and that will show up. And that's uh, J.J. Abrams. That's reliability. Ron Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard. Um, And again, I think so. I think that's what's going on. And and, and it's tough. It's not a – there's no – you know, perfect answer. Uh, it, it just, I think nine is so big and it's so late in the game. Just despite the del- the quote delay, I don't know. Yeah. It might be changing release dates. Is the word delay might be yeah. Russell Feathers there. Um, yeah. So and 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 I'm not worried. Are you worried of the overall picture of Star Wars? We talked a little bit about this in Force Center main show, but now that Abrams is in place, does that anything about this worry you as a Star Wars fan? No, because I think that they have their initial slate, right. which is basically this saga and Rogue One and Han Solo, and then 2020 and on is moving forward. And I yeah. think they will take these lessons and they will decide what works best for them. Mm-hmm. And at some point, younger, newer directors are gonna have to work for them because, mm-hmm. you know, and Ron Howard, is his baseball cap is not magic. It's not yeah. going to keep him alive forever. <laughs> not sure about You know? That. Yeah. And <laughs> it that, might be. And not just directors, but storytellers, writers. I think yes. you're already starting to see that uh, in a lot of the other media they're producing. Absolutely. The books and the comics have yeah. a lot more diversity in the creators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, and, and again, not it's you help, you know I'm trying to choose my words. So I'm yes. not trying to, it's not like uh, we can, the, the bold, diverse choices should only write the, the novels. I'm just saying it's oh, like, good God, no. you're see, it, it's this, you're seeing this groundswell of, of what's coming up behind what they started in 2015, yeah. or actually 2012, I, I should say. So anyways, um, I know some people have some thoughts on that. So yeah. Um, um, I do uh, want to say one other thing yeah. about JJ before yeah, yeah. before you. Yeah, no, please. So I I am excited. I'm literally excited. Like I was thrilled. I wasn't like, okay, this is this is fine. This is good. This makes sense. Right, so right. I just want to make make that clear that I'm literally excited because I do think character is so important, and I think he yeah. knows these characters. And I would rather have, you know. You know, when a, a, a song ends and you can feel like that home note is coming at the right, right yeah. place, I want that feeling for the third one. Yeah. Rather than, wow, it turned into a different song. <laughs> like, I'm, and yeah. I'm excited that yeah. he's, a, he's good with character. He gets Star Wars. He's going to bring it home. I'm, like, really excited. Yeah. Uh, Ryan is, is writing, writing the middle eight of the song. Yeah. Right? Episode eight and the middle eight. And Abrams has got the chorus and the jangly yeah. parts. <laughs> and he's bringing it home to the big sing-along at the end. And yeah. Like, hey, you know, I have to imagine, too, what a tough task for anybody. Uh, and, that, and again, this factors into it for anybody to end this saga. Yeah. Because the expectations, just like it was hard for, I think, Lucas to end the saga. Hey, don't forget, Jedi is criticized. Jedi is criticized for being a re- rehash of episode four. Yeah. And being happy, and Lando should have died, or Han should have died. 
and Lucas chose to end it on an upbeat note. And I, I worry that if Abrams ends this on an upbeat note, people are going to be upset for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might be. That might be just the day we're yeah. in that we just uh, have so many voices, somebody is going to be upset about something. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Ryan Johnson's also, if, if it's true that he's taking Last Jedi in interesting directions, he's going to leave J.J. Abrams with some interesting problems to solve. Yeah. So that's going to force it into some different directions. Right. And the other thing with Abrams is I'm really happy to have a director who knew Carrie Fisher. Yes. However he decides, and Lucasfilm decide to handle it, if mm-hmm. they still go with, uh, you know, the, the character is gone right. in between movies, or if they do recasting, whatever they do, I'm happy to have somebody who truly knew her. Right. Right. Uh, that's a good point, too. Cause that, and I'm sure, as we talked about, that, that had to affect what was going on with Trevorrow yeah. and his team. Uh, well, that is our look at this big news. It's our reaction. It's our thoughts. And, and like Joseph said, there's a lot of voices out there. I'm sure you guys have a different thought or you might have similar thoughts. You might be excited. Uh, Joseph's excited. And I'm happy. I, I, just, I just was like, I couldn't believe Johnson turned this down. But I can <laughs> because it's work and it's hard work and he put his life into this. So uh, we are both on the same side, even a, but a different tones. So you guys might be there. You might be against it. You know what to do here. Force Center, reach out to us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center and talk to us. We love to have dialogue, not screaming matches here. It's a, <laughs> it's a place of sanity on the internet. You can find us on Facebook. We got the Patreon page, which you can support us at patreon.com slash Force Center. We're close to some goals there. And uh, as always, follow us around town. We got our T-shirts also in merch at tpublic.com. Joseph, uh, you got any cool things coming up? Uh, yeah, I got some shows coming up, and I can't quite announce them yet, but they will be coming up soon, so you can check my website at josephscrimshaw.com, or you can follow me on all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw. I want to throw out one other thought, yeah. because I think it does get lost. A, 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 a P.S. A P.S. on yeah. this, because I get, I get heated about my Force Awakens. <laughs> I know there are people out there who should. just subjectively say, I don't like this film. For X, Y, or Z. And I'm always open to that. People have different opinions. What I get upset about is when there's not a discussion. It's just bad because it's a repetition. So I just wanted to say to any fans out there to make me, because, you know, I want to use the light side of the Force. And sometimes I get a little heated about the Force Awakens. That uh, if it's always fine if you subjectively don't like something. Right. It's all right here. And I think if you're a for- longtime Force Center fan, you know what you're, we're talking yeah. about here. We love to celebrate Star Wars. You can follow exactly. me uh, at Cat Napsock. Don't forget, we both have shows on Anchor. Joseph has Headcan, and I have Daily Thrones. Follow us over there and listen to those shows as well. Big show on Tuesday, guys. It's one of the favorite ones I think I've ever done here. Uh, Joseph, uh, we have a great topic, myth, mythology. That's mythology versus history in Star Wars and, and how maybe Star Wars could be changing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a really great conversation. I'm yeah. excited to have other people weigh in. Absolutely. Look forward to that on Tuesday, guys. That's it for now. We'll see you next time on Force Center Reacts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.